0: Welcome to the podcast Leadership Forum, a conversation with leaders who serve the public good. My name is Trevor Brown and I'm privileged to serve as Dean of the John Glenn College of Public Affairs at The Ohio State University, where we aspire to fulfill a simple phrase that Senator John Glenn used to describe what we do, inspire citizenship and develop leadership. I also have the honor of serving as the host of this conversation series. So welcome to a thoughtful and reflective conversation about leadership in the public sector. I'm joined today by Dr. Todd Suddeth, an organizational strategist with expertise in leadership and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Dr. Suddeth has helped multiple universities design and implement programs, processes, and create units to attract and retain diverse populations of students, staff, and faculty. As a part of this work, he helps individuals and organizations develop and exercise leadership. He is the founder and director of Equity Leadership Consulting, which engages with individuals and teams to help them grow through an equity lens. And he serves as a senior lecturer in the Glenn College, offering courses at the undergraduate and graduate level, as well as professional development offerings for working professionals. Todd, thank you for joining me today to talk about embracing the role of a leader while serving as a manager. Uh, No problem at all, Trevor. It's great to be here. So... Because you're a you're a doctor PhD, we're gonna we're gonna start academic um, a little bit of of scene setting and clarifying of terms and, and concepts, and we're gonna try and distinguish between management and and leadership um, two terms that some people use as the same thing, synonymous, uh, but others, particularly in the academy, we draw these these important distinctions, and I think it's important to try and set the those guideposts out. So um let's start with with some some academic yet, yet practical questions what's management what's leadership are they the same are they different and if so how now
1: this is um probably one of the most popular searches on the internet is probably <laughs> the question, um in regards to what is management what is leadership and so when i when i think of management um I like what John Cotter says, um, where he says it's coping with complexity. Um, and so I, I look at it as like leading the organization of organizations. And so, you know, this is the person who, uh, and again, this is where you get that overlap, um, is leading a team or managing a team, um, has, has people that report to them. Uh, and and they're working with this team um, to, to reach outcomes for the organization. Uh, some of that deals with staffing. Uh, some of it deals with um, executing, um, you know, items that are laid out on the, on a strategic plan. Uh, but but a lot of this is around you know the the day to day operations of an organization and managing those those day to day operations. Leadership. Um, one other thing too with management, I, I remember reading something else where they said the difference is with management, it's counting values, and with leadership, it's adding value. And I'm like, that's not fair. That's 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 not fair to management. Management is much more than that. Um, whereas with leadership, leadership is definitely much more of a future-oriented um, kind of style, perspective. Um, and so, again, with leadership, whereas management is really defined one of the you know main definitions is definitely position Um, Mm -hmm. you know there you know it requires definitely a position or a title uh, within an organizational structure to be a manager where being a leader that really doesn't require structure um, or organization and so there are a lot of people who are informal Mm -hmm. leaders and so what we're talking about more is motivation and influence how are you able to motivate people how are you able to influence people uh, towards some shared common goal Um, sometimes that might take place within a managerial position sometimes it it doesn't Um, and so you know again with this this is where um, it is very easy to get them mixed up because they both have Aspects of people kind of following or taking direction or taking guidance, uh, but really the you know to me that the one of the big differences is um, again with management we're talking day to day, we're talking really more of um, you know in regards to managing an organization, uh, really working in regards to performance outcomes. Goals, A lot of things within the organization, whereas with leadership, this is definitely much more of, again, how are you able to to use influence and control where it doesn't necessarily rely on a position um, in regards to motivating people to move in a certain direction, uh, providing vision.
0: Hey, that's that's great. Um, we could end here and there'd be value delivered but there's so much in those statements that I want to I want to dive into to and unpack um but that's a great scene setting and we're going to talk about a lot of the 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 items that you you just dropped as breadcrumbs sure. um so let's 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 keep it high level to start although pretty quickly here we're going to go down into maybe some of the tasks and functions of management um or or some of the the dynamics of leadership um but what sometimes we we hear management referred to as a as a science, and there's a whole discipline around management science, um, and then we we think of leadership as as more art and craft. Um, or sort of the same question I asked you just moments ago, but just with different words. But I think it helps us to to continue to draw the distinction as well as as define the overlap. Um, is this notion of of management as a kind of mechanistic science, where there's causality, um, useful to think about in juxtaposition to the more creative, synthetic conception of leadership? Uh, yes and no.
1: And so, with that, yes, I, I I would look at management definitely as much more of a of a science regarding you know how do you work with people to organize resources and processes towards um organizational outcomes uh where definitely leadership in some ways can can be a little bit more abstract mm-hmm. uh, because again it's you know we're we're really looking into and tapping into you know things like emotional intelligence and and influence and and things like that but i think we also can run the risk of making leadership sound too abstract um and so that's where i'll push back a little bit and say there is some science to leadership as well and i also do do look at it more as it you know there is also an art to it um in, in regards to to doing leadership where um in some ways it can it can kind of operate like jazz and, mm-hmm. and so with jazz a lot of t- you know with the musical genre of jazz it's um you know when you listen to it sometimes it can, you can listen to it and say wow where where's the rhythm or where you know where's the set pattern to the mm-hmm. music seems like there they're going off on some you know weird unique path um but the base of uh, basis of any jazz music it still comes down to notes and keys and, yeah. and and mastery of an instrument and and mastery of you know of working with other with other people in, in regards to creating um you know the the beautiful m- music that is jazz and and you know that's the art part you know that's the art part that that layout, that allows for that creativity that allows for that Understanding of people um, in a way where, um, again, you're 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 able to to really um, move people through that motivation influence instead of it just being something where you're leaning on a position um, or title. And not to say that management is 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 all about that. Uh, But definitely leadership does require um, something that is different, that isn't always going to be something that
0: is (laughs) science-based. So I love that metaphor of of jazz, of the fluidity and and creativity, and yet still rooted in in a basic sort of schema or or structure. We can write down the notes and people could follow along, Um, and yet then... It opens up those pathways where people can do dynamic and different and innovative things. Yeah. Um,
1: I I like, I really like Linda Hill's book on becoming a manager, where she does a great job in regards to her interviews of people who are going into management positions of really breaking down the specific roles, mm -hmm. delegating human resources, communication. Um, And leadership has some of that, but it, it also has.
0: Let's let's pick that. Let, let's let's take that. Let's let's do that game next. Let's take one of the yeah. quote unquote functions of management, um, and then have you sort of paint the picture or you know, mm-hmm. score the music um, of sort of what are the managerial dimensions, and then where are the the opportunities for leadership, um, and and how might we manifest that? How much we see it? How might we exercise it if we happen to be in that role? So let's take human resources. Um, you know, from from the managerial perspective, we think of org charts, a set of rules and processes, and the the act and function of delegation. Whereas with with leadership, we might think of the more soft skills you mentioned. Many of them earlier, influence and and motivation and and so forth. Right. So maybe t- unpack that a little bit more than sure. I just have right now, and and walk us through sort of from a managerial perspective when we think about human resources. What's the managerial approach, and then from a leadership perspective, what would be the leadership approach?
1: So I, I definitely think with management, where it's a focus on systems, mm-hmm. and so how do we get systems to work more effectively, more efficiently? Um, where I think with we, you know, and looking at leadership, this is where. Um, you know, especially in regards to art, you're going to see more innovation, um, uh, like jazz music in regards to to innovation. And so with leader with management, you're, you know, it's a lot of it is going to be around more of of maintenance, um, as it relates to to HR functions. Whereas with leadership, um, you know, we're we're looking at culture, you know, we're looking at organizational culture. Um, And so I I see with organizations, I feel a a huge mistake is um, getting, like mixing up culture and strategy. Um, And so a great manager can implement a strategy. It can take a strategy and it can implement it. A great leader can change a culture, can work to help to change a culture. What happens a lot of times, though, and this goes back to the issue of organizations sometimes being overmanaged and underled, is that we bring in people to change a culture, but what they're trying to do instead is just change the strategy um and that you know strategy is not going to change culture only culture can change culture and again that's where the motivation comes in that's where the influence that's where you know the the just the really sharp listening skills of you know really learning organization Um, Some of those things that are a combination of science and art come into play uh, in regards to helping to change a culture versus coming in to change a strategy. So let me give you an example. This is the whole issue with Bill Belichick's coaching tree. So I'm talking a little football here. Making making it contemporary. Arguably the greatest coach of all time in the NFL in the National Football League. And as a coach, as a great coach, like a lot of great leaders, they'll have a tree. So Trevor, you probably have a tree in regards to people you've mentored or coached who are now teaching at other universities and college who are now doing consulting work as it relates to uh, public affairs, public administrations um, throughout the country, throughout the world. Uh, so Bill Pelajek has this coaching tree of, of coaches that he's mentored, coaches who have worked for him, where they have taken the quote unquote Patriot way. So the name of the, the organization that Bill Belichick coached the New England Patriots, this culture of, um, you know, of of winning, this culture of everything being regimented and structured. And so they take that. And when they go to coach at a new team, they're going in as managers and not leaders. So they're going in, taking a strategy, saying, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Um, That's not changing the culture. That's trying to slap on a strategy to a place that already has culture versus doing the hard work of, getting to learn the people, getting to learn the organization. um, And then from there, using emotional intelligence, using communication, using different things to inspire, to lead, to have a shared goal, to have a shared vision, uh, which then people can take and move forward. Case in point, Los Angeles Raiders. You had McDaniel come in, who was one of Bill Belichick's mentees. And he tried to change this into a New England Patriots. The Raiders are the Raiders, no matter if they're in Oakland or or, or in Las Vegas. They have had a culture for a very long time, um, you know, that is all about silver and black, all about being a renegade, all about all these different things. And so... You know, also too in regards to leading, it's you. You know, there, there's a certain place where you got to figure out where to step in and where to to step back. Um, so I'll, I'll stop there, Trevor. But no, I'm something in regards to um, some of the di- some of the differences I see. You know, in regards to people who are coming in thinking they're leading, but really they're coming in and managing. Which again, managing is not a bad thing. It's just about knowing what it is you're actually doing.
0: So let's let this is a great segue. Let let's let's talk about now. Now you've done a great job both, sort of conceptually, and now this is a great example, mm-hmm. of uh, of leadership and management. And I, and I want to focus the next part of this conversation around those who are in. You use the word positional authority. So somebody who's um, in a position uh, where they Probably management is a part of their title. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that comes a certain set of um, powers and tools that that one can deploy um, to perhaps move the organization forward and and so forth. Um, And yet, as you said, just by virtue of having the position doesn't necessarily confer leadership. Um, And and hence, um, there are many, and you just gave examples, where people assume, oh, I'm in this position. I have this title. Um, I'm a I'm a leader, and I'm going to act as as such. Um, so, what? Let, let's now focusing on the the person who's let's just assume they're newly in a managerial role, and they mm-hmm. want to be a leader. What 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 are the things? Are there advantages that being in that position confers? that help one move towards being a leader? Like, are there there certain, you know, again, they're not synonymous. They're not the same. And one doesn't lead to the other. But by virtue of being in a position of authority, does that give you some advantages on the pathway to leadership? I think so.
1: Um, I I definitely think in some way it, it legitimizes something in regards to having that position most of the time, most of the time. Now again, if the position wasn't really earned but just given um I think you're starting even in in even a worse position mm-hmm. uh because you just have to prove you have to prove first that you're just even capable of being a manager um uh, to that team if that's what they they feel um but let's say that you interviewed and you're now a new manager of a team. Um, yes, I think there are, but again, it's it's having that title provides some legitimacy, um, but if you are falling back on that authority in regards to leading or even just with managing um yeah it it it's it's actually going to be worse
0: and so well, i think let's go down that road yeah. then what what are some of the traps that managers fall into where they again presume the air of the leader but they haven't earned it yet what are what are some some of the things that that trip you on on that on that journey.
1: Yeah, I think some of the things that can trip you is um, in using that managerial authority um, instead of using communication and influence and motivation in, in being able to show people this is, why this organization is valuable. This is the purpose of this organization. This is why your job is valuable. And this is the, the value that your job and position at how they add value to the to the organization. The task and the different things that you work on, this is how this adds value, you know, to the organization and to the team. And so if you're not starting from from there, but it's more about, I need you to do this, and I need you to do this because I said so. Um, It's going to really turn these interactions and relationships into much more of a transactional kind of environment versus a transformative environment. And so now when people, are doing projects and tasks, they're looking at it from a transactional sense. Yeah. Uh, Okay, if I do this, this will keep me out of trouble. Um, I will not be in trouble. Or if I do this, this is a way that I can get rewards. Um, Versus I'm doing this because this is going to help me to develop and grow as an employee in this organization. This is going to help with this organization being more effective and valuable. This is how it's going to help with adding value to society yeah, and, and producing the common, the, the public good that that we need. And this, so that's, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, this is uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm loving what you're saying. I'm just making connections in my own head to things you were saying earlier. You know, I loved, I loved your juxtaposition of culture and, and strategy and with that, because you were talking about that earlier too, is the sort of systems and processes that we often see as a part of of management. And in my, my own sense, and I'd be interested, just wanna get your reaction to this. And I think it, it aligns with, with what you're saying, if not summarizes what you're saying, is that managers often focus on those mechanistic things like systems and rules and processes and rewards and punishments and it's not that to be a leader, you don't use those things. But I always have found my own self, and again, just you've said it so well. If you lead with the the, the mission, purpose, and values of the organization and then learn and, and explain the value that the employee or the teammate um, contributes to that, well, then the systems and the rewards, punishments, et cetera, are still present, but they need to reinforce that vision that you just laid out. Right. And so that, that it's not that the leader can't use sanctions or rewards, although maybe they're using the softer power of, you know, Hey, good job versus here's a bonus. Um, and, but they're doing it in service to that vision that they've, they've laid out and that culture that they're trying to create.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's that's what makes people want to come to work. Um you know, that's what keeps people excited about, you know, the, the work that they do. Um again, by by approaching it with that strategy, that is what um that is how you 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 really can 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 get buy-in, you know, by developing those relationships. Jane Dutton, um, you know, called it high-quality connections, um, a professor up in at the University of Michigan School of North. Um, and talking about just those, those quality interactions that you have, you know, every day, how those build up over time, how you build up and develop trust, how it, it, it takes time. Um, And so I I think, you know, one of the things that we probably do not talk enough about is the amount of patience that goes into quality leadership. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, Now, again, you have some people who just their sheer personality and will yes they can make things happen faster um but steps can also be skipped as well as it relates to to building and developing organizational trust and and a good environment that people want to go into and to to give their best effort um for the organization for the team for themselves um you know, that they gain satisfaction from, that they get value from. And then and also too, they they can see how they add
0: value. I wanna I wanna pull a thread that you you put down there that again, as with everything you're saying, there's there's like five great nuggets in there, but I'm so I'm just gonna pull one and we'll take this into the sort of third chapter here where we talk about the development of of leadership. And you you said you gotta have patience and it takes time. Um, but you said some people. Have some ingredients that that perhaps accelerate that, and let, let's take one that's that's sort of often associated with with leaders, which is charisma, um, and that's often seen as sort of an essential characteristic. Given the importance of communication and influence, et cetera, so can can you can one train charisma? Can you can you teach someone to be charismatic?
1: I think you can teach someone in regards to understanding um, the impact of their energy Uh and how to use their energy. Um, And so I, I feel like I fall more on the introvert range. um, And I'm also able to stretch and increase my energy. Um, whether it's teaching, whether it's other types of trainings or interactions or engagement that could come off as looking as charismatic, but really it's just, I'm just changing my energy Mm -hmm. versus, um, you know, there are some people, um, they're just human magnets. They, they attract people. Um, they're able to make everyone feel good about themselves. And so I think of people like Bill Clinton in regards to charisma. Um, other people I've met and known over time where, you know, anytime I'm with that person, after that conversation, I feel 100% better. I feel like I'm on top of the world. And of course, when you feel that way, you want to be around that person more. Yeah. Um, and so I, you can teach Energy, you know, you can teach how to use energy, which in some ways can look like charisma. Um, but in in regards to, um, just that 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 charismatic trait that some people have, I think that's different. That wow. that can be different. It
0: can be taught, but it's. Oh, I love yeah. I love this 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 notion of energy and and the, the sort of interpersonal energy that mm-hmm. that one gives off and brings and. Consumes and and hopefully replicates and gives to others. So maybe another way of of asking this, that we often we talk about charismatic leadership, does is that a prerequisite for for being an effective leader? Is having that kind of human magnetism? Um, Or, as you were suggesting, if we can identify where we draw energy and how we can give it. It's less about the sparkle, and it's more more about our ability to to generate that that energy. And that can then be trained and harnessed, yeah uh, that's what I love about the
1: book, Good to great. Um, so the book good to great the the author of that book told his research team, you know, we're going to look at organizations that are very similar, you know, belong, you know, they're, they're very similar in regards to the product services they deliver. One, you know, one organization makes this big leap and jump. The other one remains stagnant or falters. What's the difference? He told his team, do not come back and tell me that is leadership. You know, he really felt it was more than just leadership. It was something else within these organizations that made this leap. Other than leadership, his team came back and they said it was leadership. (laughs) However, it was a a type of leadership. And so they had these levels of leadership. All the way up to five level four. Was that charismatic kind of leadership. Mm -hmm. However, level five. Was not charismatic. Charismatic. Level five uh, was more about just very intense focus on the organization. So level four, charismatic, but a lot of that charisma was about the, that person themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when that person left, the organization faltered whereas for level five leaders their energy their intensity their focus was on the organization Um, a lot of times they weren't the most gregarious person some of them were very quiet Um, however their intensity showed in regards to the organization and the path that they took the organization on and Once they left the organization, the organization either stayed level or actually increased. Which is, to me, one of the greatest hallmarks of leadership is when you leave an organization and it actually performs at a higher level or, you know, it's it's able to maintain its level of excellence that it's already at. And so, with that, it's <sighs> charisma to me is it's all about momentum and speed, and so charisma can take you to great heights really fast, and charisma can also take you to low depths really fast. Um, because again, with charisma, it's uh, sometimes it's it's very much more centered on on self. Um, it can be used, like charisma can be wielded in a positive way, but it's not needed to be a, to be a great leader. Um, you, you know, a person who, um, doesn't have this high level charisma can still craft a great shared vision. They can still develop trusting relationships. They can still mentor and coach people. They can still work with aligning people um, and working with people in regards to where they will fit best in an organization or how to utilize um, the the talents and strengths that people have, which is different from management. That Management is much more about organizing within a system, whereas leaders, we're talking about how do we align? How do we align people? Again, all these things can be done without having... This magnanimous, just larger than life, um, personality, and so that's that's something that I think we have to continue to make sure that people understand and know, um, because I feel this happens early, Trevor. That early on, middle school, high school, you know, when they when people see other people in leadership, you know, who are they seeing? Are they seeing the person who has a lot of personality who is louder than everyone else? Or are they seeing the person who might be a little bit more quiet and reserved in leadership positions? And so, so how do we make sure that we're, again, nothing wrong with charisma, but that charisma needs to be focused on the organization uh, instead of um, on that person who, who has that charismatic behavior.
0: Uh, this is a great place to end in, in part because you've given us so much and yet you've also whetted my appetite to learn learn more about um, the, the process of, of developing that self-awareness um, and then harnessing it towards organizational ends. So I'm gonna have to have you back on this conversation. Uh, I know you do a lot of teaching for us in the Glen College, both in the classroom and then for our professional development program. So, um, listeners can go avail themselves of your your great knowledge and experience uh, on how to do that. But um, I would love to have you back to talk then about that process of developing uh, as a leader, because this is this is a you've you've painted a great distinction, um, um, but also a great vision of of how how to be an effective leader. So Todd, thanks for thanks for this conversation and thanks for all the teaching you you do for for our students. You you do a great job of. Of of adding value throughout throughout our coursework. It's
1: my pleasure, Trevor. Thank you.